Off-Grid Girl, Periscevia Jones here. After a year hiatus, I am back to telling some pretty boring stories of off-grid life in the middle of nowhere. I'd like to thank you listeners. Off-Grid Girl has an audience in 31 countries. I don't even know how that's possible, but it is super cool, unlike living life off the grid. Off-Grid Girl, Season 3, Episode 1. Time for real time. Well, after three years with the original six panels and inverter system, it was clear we were going to need some more panels. We had a second set of panels and another inverter added to the system. This made a huge change. I could Now I could run my computer, set up my internet, Wi-Fi. Hey, we were, we were really almost normal. After ceiling fans with lights, TV, washing machine, dryer. Well, the dryer's gas, but um, it needs electricity to turn the drum. And um, same as the stove. Uh, it is gas, but we still, it needs um, a light, you know, the lighters to light the flame. And um, without using a generator, we, we had become self-sufficient. I no longer had to announce to a waitress, I'm stealing your electricity when I plugged in my phone at the cafe. So those early days of struggling um, that tested our patience, they were in the past. Knock on wood. We were now a functioning home and we're careful about how we use electric devices and when we use them. We don't do the laundry at night we never leave inside lights on. Uh, we, we have one on the back porch that gets left on at night. But apart from the ice machine, which is a really, really silly item to have in a solar home, and we really never turn it on anymore, it's, um, it's perhaps the greatest power vampire we could have. It uses three whole panels of, of um, electricity. So, uh, apart from that, I think the EVAP coolers, uh, they are really a big drain. So those get used a lot during monsoon season, summer, especially towards the end of June. And we have two of those, one for the house and one in the saloon. And they do use a lot of power and water. So I try to conserve their use. So in the early morning when it's still cool, um, and I close all the windows and doors and I'll turn on one ceiling fan. This keeps the house cool until about one or two. And then I'll turn the EVAP coolers on, which are also known as swamp coolers, uh, until the sun goes down. And then the windows and doors get flung open, cool breeze blows in and cools it way down for really nice, uh, comfortable sleeping. Most early mornings, I'm reaching for a blanket. It's, it's very cool in the high desert in the early morning. Summer, it's really, it's our favorite time of year. Early rising, maximizing daylight, patio living, and of course, salad days. Those winter days in December, they seem a long way off. Those nights when the battery's low on sunshine, 
and the power shuts off to it's it's a really weird silent blackness well those aren't contemplated at all now it's summer long hours of sunlight charging up those batteries until that one summer night a couple Augusts ago silent blackness swept over the house what what's going on after it happened several days in a row my husband called the solar guy uh, well he said you're probably gonna need another set of batteries those are about seven years old now and looks like they've reached the end of their life the new ones should last longer about 10 years they're getting better and better every few years well so we borrowed the five thousand dollars for the new set and that's what we're on now it, it made a huge noticeable difference uh, but this is a reminder that off-grid, it's, it's not without costs. You don't have the electric bill, but you still have maintenance, repairs, and upgrades. So, where are we now? Great big thanks for being here to Apache Hardware, 115 North Frontage Road. Hardware, building materials, electrical, plumbing, paint, lawn and garden, and of course, concrete, and so much more. We truly appreciate you being in business. So where are we now? We're, we're in real time. We've lived off the grid for 12 years. This life is no longer a trial period. We're not on sabbatical. This is it. And I can't imagine living anywhere else. And so now we work on broader projects. Sometimes one project begins out of necessity and somehow seems to morph into something else, usually. Uh, much larger and more expensive and some projects they take years to come to fruition so there's four things that um, that drive these projects needs wants and of course funding and then really uh, it's become really uh, an issue actually is time time away from other responsibilities that we have um, because we're both still working and the ideas that uh, shape these conditions when all of these are met then the project sets in motion so um, it's difficult to visualize what goes on in my husband's creative mind I think he was thinking about an outdoor shower house unlike me he had fond memories of the showering outside and uh, wanted to recreate a better version of the Australian shower bag plywood stall that we used in the early days and I think when he was thinking about this outdoor shower project that I must have interjected a request a request for a place that the dogs could sleep during the cold winter months 
So somehow those two things maybe got morphed into each other, I don't know. But he started the project, I think, as a shower, not the dog house. That was the real necessity. Um, a pad with gray water drain to a nearby tree started it off and then he explained that the building would have a dual purpose a shower in the summer and a dog house for cold winter nights block was laid seven feet high and six feet length and width and then an eight foot tower went up next to the structure um, for the gravity feed water tank the following week all block was filled with concrete grout and then the roof was framed in a shower head connected to the black water tank that had been secured to the tower and um, the reason it's black is because um, that that prevents mold growth in the in the water and it also heats up the water for a nice warm shower so a dual purpose there too um, finally a metal roof to match the house was secured and we took the first outdoor shower since that makeshift shower of our early beginnings. I have to admit it was very, very pleasant. Definitely more privacy and beautiful workmanship with the added install of a mirror and a bench and towel and clothes hooks. I was starting to wonder why we had ever installed a shower in the house. It was so great, but um, I was soon reminded the next day when I turned the water on after dark and it was very chilly and um, yikes, I did never take a shower after sunset again. The high desert late nights are, they're pretty cool, um, even in the summer months. So as it turned out, the dogs never really used that shower house for a, a a dog house <laughs> probably because they couldn't open that heavy door that was installed the second year but anyway the mind of an artist is truly impossible to analyze or make sense of the following year I had asked the artist to please build a walkway to the barbecue as I would walk off the patio to the ground uh, in front of the barbecue and um, I could never avoid getting dirty feet or getting my shoes dirty from stepping on the ground. So um, a couple weeks later, I looked out to the kitchen and um, from the kitchen window and I, I saw some digging going on out there and then I saw these forms being laid and, and they weren't sidewalk forms. They, no, 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 this was something much larger. So I asked the artist, what are you doing? I asked for a simple pathway. His reply was, you wanted concrete? You're getting concrete. Mind you, um, it was done in stages and stages of workers. Um, it's really, really hard work and it's difficult to find help. We, we struggle with that here. Um, just getting people to show up um, when they're scheduled. And so we had two workers in two days. And on the third day, we had to enlist our son, who is very, very tall. And, and that kind of work is, is really strenuous on a tall person's back. Um, but he, he did great. And um, the first section was, was dug out and mixed in an electric mixer hooked up to, to a generator. 
by an older gentleman, and he was great at this work. I, I'm going to say he's, he's stature, he's low to the ground, and, and that made him very nimble at, at both jobs. Um, meanwhile, the artist performed the mastery of finishing the concrete, and he is a true maestro at it. You don't see many great finishers like him. And um, we do see a lot of cracked concrete, though. And we also couldn't figure out why many homes don't have patios or walkways here. We were really accustomed to that in in Phoenix. And so until an acquaintance, who was a home inspector, visited one morning, um, then we figured it out. He was checking out the artist's concrete concrete masterpiece and then suddenly he blurted out oh no you oh no you shouldn't have written the date in the patio you're they're gonna know and you're gonna be taxed and we're like, what are you talking about and he said well the county taxes concrete patios anything concrete and sidewalk well well good lord how ridiculous but we found it out to be true and and so that's perhaps why we see so many homes without sidewalks and patios. Um, but I, I can't imagine walking out the door to the ground. I can't imagine doing that, though. I'll, I'll pay the extra hundred bucks a year to have clean shoes any day. Well, so 15 yards of concrete later, we had a beautiful patio. And it's it's... It's wonderful. It's given us so much pleasure, and and we have a lot of large gatherings, and we we have uh, one on Memorial Day every year, and, and other celebrations. Um, we've had a couple of weddings here, both very special in their own ways. Our daughter was married here in 2017 in, in a, just a beautiful ceremony with Kochi Stronghold as the backdrop. But the first wedding we had here was particularly special not because of our connection we were were no relation Um, the most interesting thing though was um, the bride the bride's grandfather built our original cabin and she had slept in our tiny bedroom as an infant come back next time for that story in another episode of living life off the grid. I am the off-grid girl, Paris Gevia Jones. Thanks for listening.